Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. So this week, I guess it sort of started maybe a few weeks ago, the topic of this week's uh, program. I was invited to um, a YouTube um, evening. Um, I did a show a few weeks ago with this guy, Mayor Kalmanson, who I met up with while I was there, who's a YouTuber with a pretty large following and also a Hasidic Jew. And this was an event on minorities, minorities uh, who are content creators in YouTube. Um, now, it's interesting, as a Jew, um, I'm a minority, and as an Orthodox Jew, I'm a minority within a minority, although I don't know if Orthodox Jews are always considered, you know, minorities sort of in the, in the sense when we use the term uh, in general. I mean, the group really was mostly, you know, what people more traditionally think. Um, uh, basically, the session was black, Hispanic, um, some pe people with some disabilities, uh, you know, LGBT, and then I, there was me kind of in this group. Um, and I, I'm the kind of person that, you know, likes to meet all different types of people and, you know, kind of hear different stories and share my work and connected with people, you kind of no matter where they come from. And the woman sitting next to me at this event, I started telling her about Jew in the City and how our community has been misunderstood and it's frustrating to be defined in a certain way. And she was so moved by this. And I think as a black woman, she you know, kind of shared that feeling about her community that people stereotype them, that they misunderstand them. And then the panelists got up there and one of the panelists who was also black was talking about how it's so frustrating to see that same, you know, stereotypical black character, sassy. And as she was describing the character that she hates seeing on TV, I was thinking, oh, I've seen that character. Huh, that bothers you. That's so interesting. And thinking, oh, I have the Hasidic character that I see on TV that bothers me. And I spoke to her afterwards, and it was really, um, there was so much point of connectivity and kind of bonding over these shared moments. Oh, another thing she said was that, um, She'll be out with her husband who's white and something will happen where she's pretty sure like something racist just happened. Like that person acted weird to them because she was black. And as she was talking, I was thinking like, oh, like we have those moments where we're like, did they just see my husband's yarmulke? Was that an anti-Semitic moment? And so there really, there really was a lot of points of commonality. Um, and then um, about a week ago, um, the Maccabees released this really awesome video with this other acapella group, uh, this African-American acapella group called Naturally Seven. Um, and I should really know the name of the song, Shed a Little Light. Is that what the song is called? It's a James Taylor song before. I'm now Googling it just to make sure that I got it right. Shed a Little Light. There we go. Thank you, Google. Um, and it's incredible. It's filmed on front of the Lincoln Memorial with footage from... Martin Luther King, and um, it got me thinking a lot more about you know some of these common values and experiences from groups that are misunderstood. And then I wrote a post on Jew in the City uh, this past week about a time that I was trying to help out an, a black woman who was considering converting and wanted help from another uh, woman in a similar experience. And I reached out to someone who I was certain was a convert. I, I knew it. I, I had been told, or she. And when I reached out to the woman, I found out that she wasn't. And actually, my asking her about it was really offensive to her because she spends her whole life trying to explain to people that she was actually born Jewish. And it actually helped me become more sensitive to this issue. And I, I put out my mistake to the world so that other people reading could be more sensitive about how to handle uh, these issues. And so this is this, these types of things are definitely on my mind. Um, 
And so I, after the Maccabees, you know, did this amazing video, um, and it's really gotten some uh, incredible feedback. I was wondering if we could have them on, and I asked them if they would even find uh, one of the group members from Naturally Seven to join us as well. And so um, today we actually have a Maccabee and a Naturally Seven member joining us today. Guys, thanks so much for being here. So yeah, we have uh, Yonatan from the Maccabees and Roger from Naturally Seven. Guys, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hey, you're very welcome. So uh, our listeners probably know more about the Maccabees, um, you know, within the Jewish world uh, and even in the world beyond. Uh, you know, they, they've made quite a splash. Now, probably some of them heard of Naturally Seven as well, but uh, if they know less about it, I'll give you guys a quick update on all the amazing stuff that Naturally Seven has done. They've done world tours as special guests of Michael Bublé. Um, they have been special guests for Coldplay. Um, they have done a TED Talk. They, I mean, they're really quite an accomplished group. Um, I love the story in their bio. They talked about how for the first few years uh, no one knew who they were, and then they made their big splash. It seems like that's how it is with a lot of people. So um, I guess what I'm curious about for the two of you, when did you guys discover the other one? Um, Roger, when, when did you guys uh, first hear about the Maccabees? I think I first heard about the Maccabees with uh, just uh, when uh, Julian uh, actually uh, emailed me and uh, came up with the, just uh, suggested the idea of us actually uh, doing something together. Um, yeah, I think that, and that was middle of 2014, late 2014. Got it. Okay, so then uh, I guess the, then to, you guys, uh, the only time you had heard of Naturally 7 first, that would have to make sense, right? What was that? I said, I said, so the Maccabees had heard about Naturally 7 first. You guys have been following them for a while, or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they've been around for years, and, you know, they're really uh, world-class musicians. So, you know, as, as acapella fans ourselves, we've kind of been, you know, following them ourselves for a little while, uh, which is why it was really such a, such a pleasure to be able to work with them. And so how did the video come about? Like, what was so, so Chaim Julian Horowitz uh, reached out to Naturally 7? Do you, do you remember how this was conceived exactly or kind of what the vision was? Do you know it was going to be this song? Was it just an idea of a collaboration in general? Can you walk us through that? Yeah. Um, I mean, to start, as, as you know, um, most of our content um, falls, you know, around some sort of holiday or day that we're commemorating. Um, and until now, that's really just been Jewish holidays. Um, and, you know, after doing this for quite a while, we really wanted to do something that reaches a bit further. Um, and certainly Martin Luther King Jr. Day was kind of the first thing that came to mind. Um, you know, obviously, it's a day that, that has a lot of, uh, you know, import for, for us to do and just as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was the obvious choice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we, we really reached out to them with this song in mind because, um, it. you know, it's a song that a number of us love and, you know, really uh, really speaks to the, the message of the day. Um, and so, uh, as Roger mentioned, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago or so, we reached out to them and said, hey, we want to do the song for Martin Luther King Day. Um, do you guys want to uh, be involved? And lucky for us, they said yes. Very cool. So, um, Roger, have you guys ever uh, collaborated with an Orthodox Jewish a cappella group before? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> was it surprising? 
Was it surprising? I'm saying they've got some street cred. They've uh, you know performed at the White House and uh, they've made their way around the world. Yeah, yeah. No, that was one of the things that just made a lot of sense from the time it was suggested. Um, was okay. This uh, this is a coming together of groups uh, that really speaks about what the lyrics of the song are about. So mm-hmm. it really seemed like a very very good idea, and it really was meant for last year um and uh, we were able to pull it off it was great that we were able to pull it off this year so um but no we've never done it before but it's it was it's been a, a wonderful experience it was wonderful to watch. One of the things that I noticed that um, both musically it worked in this way, but then also the symbolism was so beautiful. I loved how your groups, you, the harmonies that came together, um, that, you know, you're both excellent apart, but then the way that you complemented each other and sort of filled in those different notes, um, you know, with the openings, the Maccabees singing, and that, you know, sort of, I don't know, am I saying bass line or whatever, that sort of that, you know, beginning part, it just felt so much richer than what either group could have done um, by themselves, and that's such a, a beautiful message. What was the reaction of all those people watching you guys filming on the, the Lincoln Memorial steps that day? Actually, I, I thought that was that's the only thing that would have been nice to have, um, you know, just as maybe another video outtake or, or whatever, because there was lots of really, really good reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there were even people that were, you know, just recognized the Maccabees. It's like, oh, I'm a big fan. I'm this and that, so forth, so forth. And then we're, we're we've done so much work overseas. There, there was like a huge, like a Japanese uh, field trip or something, and these people recognized us too. And so, um, but because we're actually singing, we had to actually sing. Um, even though you know we've got you know got the of the stuff on the side, but people are actually hearing you know the harmonies and everything coming out of our mouth. It, you have you know you build a crowd, hmm. which actually you don't hmm. see in the video. But many many times a crowd would gather around and just really enjoy themselves, just because it's a sight to see two large groups. Uh, you know clearly uh, that you know, are coming together. Anybody, even a stranger can see that, okay, these are two different entities and they're singing a song about, um, you know, uh, you know, shedding a little light on a subject that needs light. Mm-hmm. So cool. Amazing. Yeah. It, what about it, you? it also helps the video because, you know, we're, we're out there, we're out there in the cold freezing all day and, you know, you kind of have to do it again and again and again. And you know, every single time we finish a song, we'd get this big applause from everyone there, and it kind of keeps you keeps you focused on the uh, the energy that you're trying to bring to the video. So, so that was uh, especially nice to help to help the uh, the energy of the song. So they were shedding a little light on you, a little warmth in the the freezing cold day. What about online reaction? What what kind of uh, feedback have people on the internet said? Hmm, That's Um, really really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen some, some really, I mean, one of the big comments, I guess one of the biggest is James Taylor himself saying it's the best cover version he's heard of his hmm. song. Wow. So that's kind of like... That was nice to hear. That's kind of the, the peak of, uh, of what you could hope for, having the, the artist uh, himself say it. Um, yeah, and yeah. So let me oh, ask yeah. you kind of in terms of the stuff, like growing up, Yonatan, you were uh, observant your entire life, observant Jewish your whole life? 
Um, I mean, I I am a ball trooper myself. Got um, it. Kind of from a young age. Um, I can't say I was raised raised Orthodox. But you came to it earlier on. Did you have a lot of interactions with people in the black community growing up, or more just in your adult life? This there is an issue that you that was meaningful to you, and you wanted to make a statement about, or. Um, I mean, so I, you know, I, I can kind of came up through the public school, public school system for, I guess, most of my young education. Um, so my, my parents would often joke that <laughs> most of my best friends were, were minorities. Um, so I, you know, not that I, you know, never had exposure, but, um, I guess certainly, you know, you know, as I grew up and eventually did switch to a, you know, Jewish high school, and then, you know, I eventually went to Yeshiva University. Um, so, I, you know, just, just the nature of the community you're dealing with um, you know, is more, uh, you know, you just, just naturally you, you deal more with the Jewish community. Um, so this was certainly nice to, you know, reach back out of that community just because, um, you know, the nature of things are, you don't always get to do that in your, you know, daily life. For sure. And how about you, Roger? Did you have any experiences growing up with any anyone in the Jewish community, or more you were with your uh, black community, or really, I mean, uh, uh, really observing observing is no, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why um, anytime we had any downtime, I took that time to. To really just ask questions about so many different things. Um, it, it's one thing that's beautiful about working together on a project like this is that you can't help. Uh, even when I see other people do it, where you know you see them do it on a, on a big show or do whatever, they can't help because of the amount of work it takes to work together. You can't help but learn things about each other, and that's um, so. No, that was that that was new for me and new for. For the uh, the other six guys in the group too, um, just no, we have not been exposed, and it's interesting because we we as a group are all uh, Sabbath keepers. And, uh, oh, you're so you're, you're Sabbath keepers. Yes. Oh, very cool. Yes, we're all Sabbath keepers. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's actually funny because we were, uh, you know, there's question when when the video would come out, and you know. Some guys wanted it kind of the week before, and then it was it was heading towards Chavez, and some of some of us were thinking, ah, it's too close to Chavez, we're not going to get to the video out. And then and then we get this email from Roger saying, all right, good Chavez, I guess it'll wait till after the after uh, after the weekend. We're like, all right, <laughs> that's it. That's uh, you know, actually, the, uh, Oprah had um, uh, an African American Seventh Day Adventist on her show at some point. And the way that he spoke about Sabbath and resting, and it was so, it also spoke to me so much. So what, is there one thing that, and I hate pe- putting people on the spot because I hate getting put on the spot myself, is there one thing that you could say, I hope there was more than one thing, but that you learned about the other community working with them, something that was surprising or unexpected or something that you'll bring back now to, you know, your native community? Well, one thing I'll go out on a limb and say that's, very interesting. We even have a group that's talking about it yesterday, uh, and that is, we're part of the we're part of the Seventh Day Adventist denomination, just like the guy that was on Oprah. In fact, he's uh, 
he is a friend of some of the guys in the group. Um, and in our denomination, just as you would have in uh, Christianity or just in any religion, there are all sorts of different levels where no matter there are people that are more conservative than others. And so when you put something like this out, there's, there's going to be somebody that's part of our group that says, okay, uh, these guys are just more and more worldly, they're more and more this, they're more and more that. Uh, even if it's something like Martin Luther King, there's, there's, there's some people that, you know, in our denomination that are so religious that even doing something like that is just to them something you should not do. And then there are other people that are uh, much more liberal, and that's, you've just done the greatest thing, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, in this particular case, we get to see comments from both sides. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also got to learn that everybody, was, everybody is most certainly not happy on, um, on the Jewish side of things. So, uh, and that goes along with all the praise that comes and all the accolades and everything else. And, and there, are, you know, we just are able to sit here and go, wow, okay. Uh, I think we, uh, I don't know what we were reading, but he was, uh, somebody was extremely, extremely harsh on the Maccabees <laughs> um, uh, for, for doing this duet with us. And what, what was their complaint? Because and, some, someone is always angry on the Internet. And recognizing Martin Luther King Day. What was that? Oh, I said someone is always angry on the Internet. So what, what was the complaint of them reaching out to you and shared brotherhood and unity? What, what, what was the, the, um, the gripe with that? Well, I think uh, from what we can understand, they just thought that it was just moving further away from... Um, it was, they said that Martin Luther King was a nice man, and he did a lot for his people, uh, but that, that had no place for, uh, uh, for, for the Maccabees actually acknowledging it, pretty much is what it was saying, and it was like the next thing we'll have them um, bringing the black singers to, to uh, I think it was like synagogue and worship and something like that. So, oh, this yeah, is a Jew. This like, is a Jew that was complaining. I, I think I think I saw the post Roger is referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, luckily, it's like you know, two bad posts out of thousands. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. yeah no, it's I, 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 he was just he was kind of upset at the the breakdown in community as opposed to the you know coming together of communities. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I think the thing luckily, luckily that was. Eloquent. Far, far from you know the the overall response. Do you think that art has the power to open the minds of the closed-minded, or do you think just sometimes a mind is so closed it's impenetrable? Some cases it's too closed, and and it, the the art can only infuriate the 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 person, the viewer, or the listener, or whatever. But in many, many, many cases, far more cases, art can very much show uh, things that they've, they've not considered or, uh, or, or, or change minds, open minds, that type of thing. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, it just, um, just I mean, maybe because I already believe in this, but it's hard to not feel yeah. emotional watching the video. Yeah, and, and I mean, we did the video. We saw ourselves, and it was quite emotional. Quite emotional for me, first time looking back at it and saying, "This is not something." You know, we've made a lot of videos ourselves, so 
Um, but this is something special. You could you could feel it that okay, uh, this is it's, it's, this is going to be great. And um, one thing beautiful about the internet is that it gets to live there, uh, and that holiday will come around again and again and again and again, and more and more people will see it. And it's, uh, I truly believe in the message. I did not actually know that song. In fact, only one guy in, in, in our group knew the song because he's a big James Taylor fan. I didn't huh. know the song, and I thought that the, it was so well, um, it was a great song to pick um, for this particular situation. And um, so I'm glad that, um, that, uh, that it was brought to us. It was uh, pretty much uh, just a perfect song to do together. I agree. And uh, any any chance maybe we could uh, you guys might do a future collaboration since this one went so well with only two people on the internet angry. <laughs> uh, there's anything is possible. There, there's there's always hoping, and you know, naturally seven there. Uh, you know, part of the reason it took so long just to get this one together is, you know, we kind of always we kind of all live in New York, where right. they're spread all over and. You know they're touring. Rogers right now calling in from Germany because they're doing some recording over there. Um, so always hard to nail down those guys, but you know who knows who knows what will happen down the line. Well, uh, look, we we definitely um, enjoyed it, and you know as I do not grow up Orthodox myself either, so I. Although I have to admit that my town and my schools were, you know, more white. They were they were not so mixed in terms of, uh, you know, diversity like that. That was just where I lived. So I didn't have my across the street neighbor actually was uh, an African American kid, and, and we actually uh, played a lot together growing up. So I did have him right there. But most of my school was not raising my kids now. Even in the modern Orthodox world, I see that they don't have too many interactions with um, kids that are different than them. And but we, we look for ways to get them to meet other types of kids. Uh, we've sent them to um, you know the little league and you know soccer in in our town so that they'll get to meet different kids. And um, they've gone on uh, you know day camp programs. They were at the botanical gardens last summer and they got to meet kids from all different backgrounds. So that's certainly something that um, you know we're we're trying to introduce to them so they don't see kids from other races or communities as a stereotype or, or that sort of a thing. Um, any ideas, uh, Yonatan, about, you know, maybe how in the Jewish community we could work on, you know, for the more closed-minded parts to try to, you know, have people be more open to different types? Because I see that this is really what, you know, there's an idea that we're all made in the image of God. There's an idea that we share a common ancestry um, through Adam, mm -hmm. you know, that we kind of have this universal thing. That's the stuff that speaks to me. But then you have people that are kind of more, you know, isolationist and, you know, don't want to kind of own up to those parts of, of our tradition. Any thoughts about how we could promote more kind of shared understanding for the more close-minded parts of our community? Um, so, I mean, I, I happen to think that, you know, the sentiment is there. I, I don't, you know, to give us credit, I, I think most people are not, you know, that close-minded. It's just, uh, you know, kind of what I was touching on before. It's just the nature of our community, you know, is that, you know, in the Jewish community, there aren't many black people. Um, and, you know, because we just naturally, in, in our dealings with, you know, people in synagogue, and the synagogue is kind of the center of life for us, um, and 
certainly socially, we don't always get that interactions, even though, you know, we'd be, we'd be happy and even think it's a positive thing to have those interactions. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think exactly what you touched on is just the importance of, you know, making sure we make time for those interactions. And, and like you said, any, any way to, to, you know, create an event between the two communities, make sure your, your kids are, you know, attending social situations where they have a chance to interact with people outside of the community. Um, you know, I, I think everyone's open to it. It's just not something, you know, that we get naturally because of the nature of the community. And, you know, the, the, the more we could, you know, have these, have these events and interactions, uh, I certainly think the better. And did anyone... Uh, what did you say, Roger? Uh, no, I was just going to say, in doing a song like we did, you get a lot of people a chance to, to comment on such a thing, which automatically gets that dialogue really going and uh, that those are some really good steps but like uh, uh, I, I, I totally agree with what Jonathan is saying all right well you know I, I hope this uh, you know, this collaboration will be you know the beginning of I mean we'd love to see you guys do something again in the future because artistically it was so enjoyable but um, you know making meaningful art there's Unfortunately, some art, some people put stuff out there just for the sake of kind of seeing their face somewhere. I feel like we live in an age, I've talked about this before, where people just want to go viral for the sake of going viral, don't necessarily have talent or anything to share, but just want people to see them. Um, but it's really so moving for people to use their God-given talents um, to, to bring humanity together to, you know, for these shared values of, you know, um, you know, brotherhood uh, across different uh, communities and um, hopefully moving more towards a world of, of greater peace and greater understanding. So um, thank you both for being those uh, bridge builders in, in that initiative. And, um, you know, we wish you only uh, great success in uh, the rest of your careers. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Allison. I appreciate it. Okay. All the best. All the best. Take care. Take care. And that was uh, Roger from Naturally 7. Uh, this is a guy that has performed around the world with uh, some of the leading artists. Um, and Yonatan Sheffa from the Maccabees sharing some thoughts about uh, their collaboration, Shed a Little Light by James Taylor. Um, it was definitely a surprising uh, video to see the Maccabees do that since they really uh, so far you know, stayed in the Jewish realm and then occasionally kind of a, a secular song that maybe had something meaningful to them, but uh, to see them, you know, building this bridge with another part of the community, I hope it only continues uh, the Maccabees as, um, you know, ambassadors of, of the, the Orthodox Jewish community. They were our all-stars in 2012, and, you know, they continue to make a lot of great headlines performing at the White House and traveling around the world, but um, I think in, in this area by reaching out to Naturally 7, Hopefully it will, you know, get um, their brand and their message and their mission and ultimately um, our mission at Jew in the City out to even more communities. And the fact that Naturally 7, you know, agreed to appear with them, I think kind of gives the, you know, a stamp of approval that, you know, these guys are kosher. Um, and it's, it's wonderful that they have such... Um, nice things to say about each other and the experience was you know moving for them as performers and artists as well as the people that got to see it and um, with so much you know tragedy in the world and and wars and you know people hurting each other and senseless faceless crime 
Um, you know, it is stories like these and moments like these that give me so much hope about the kind of world that, um, that I think we're building now that we can continue to build in the future and that I think each and every one of us should work towards uh, getting closer to every day. Thanks so much for listening and you can find us here same time, same place next week.